We've got Daniel Buckland coming into the studio and Daniel is, I want to say Daniel is the great example of um, clowning and I mean that in the best possible sense. I don't mean that in a kind of weird way in any way. Daniel Buckland is the director of Castaways. I'm going to see it today so my apologies that I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing it, uh, I think it's the 12 o'clock show, is that correct Daniel? Is it 11 o'clock or 12? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, yes, yeah. that's right. We have, a, we have a board event and then we go on to Daniel. How's it? How's it, pal? <laughs> <laughs> how's it been going? Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a pretty wild ride. Um, yeah. uh, we, uh, we opened, it felt like a minute ago, and <laughs> now we're coming down <laughs> with our final show. So it's been a blast. Yeah. yeah, lots of things that I've learned and what have you learned? Yeah, um, moments in this process, uh, learning that uh, I want to give up theatre and become a carpenter for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, some hard, interesting um, battles, um, but generally uh, learning lots of things about the form and the conversation yeah. between theatre and circus and spectacle and narrative, and that's been. A joy and learning how much I really love my cast and how patient they are. And yeah. yeah. You yourself, I mean, are an actor and a performer, visual, so a di- director. So you're constantly playing in two spaces one, the uh, omnipotent Machiavellian <coughs> puppeteer, but the other, the person who is really in the flesh and looking into the, the microcosm of theatre. Yes. How does that work? Um, yeah, they are such different roles and such different hats. And I suppose mm. um, acting helps you as a director to kind of see the the perspective and speak a little bit of the language. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is a big shift uh, to go from one to the other. Um, and uh, acting helps in that also I can... Pr- you feel their pain. Like a, I can feel <laughs> their pain and act like a director and pretend to be the Machiavellian <laughs> overseeing or omnipotent because you really aren't. You <laughs> You're know. out of control. Yes. <laughs> and I suppose your int- intro into clowning is, uh, um, was, is apt because... Yeah, I use a lot of clowning and directing and and, uh, being honest about going, yeah, this is a wild ride. (laughs) That's where it's taking us. You know, I was thinking about actors and uh, clowns, actually, and Mm. how we have quite a few people who have done clowning training Mm. in this country. I mean, I'm thinking of Sylvain Strike. I remember Mm. hundreds of years. Well, sorry, William, but I know William (laughs) Kentridge did it as well. Yes. And and you did, you worked a little while with the Cirque du Soleil. Yes. I was lucky enough to be a, a part of Two of their shows, um, first one in Vegas, the Beatles one, Love, yeah. where I, m- my father and I were both cast in the show, which is very odd to mm. live with your dad in Vegas in your 30s. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but he was a very good housemate, um, yeah. and that was a um, complete jewel, a different kind of time mm. in my life, it feels like very very specifically characterized by life in Vegas mm. and yeah, shacking up with my dad. And then uh, the second time was a touring show called Saltimanco, which was mm. also awesome and amazing. You know, I'm listening to the guys earlier, the directors from um, the Commissars. Yes. And thinking about what you're doing as well. And, and my apologies, it feels a bit weird not having seen the play, but I am, as I said, going mm. a bit later today. But the idea of 
how we need to use comedy and clowning at the moment to really touch on things that are so bad perhaps in this country or so difficult to comprehend and sometimes it is easier to use fiction to comprehend fact in ways that we haven't really thought of in the past before. Yeah, I mean it's a dual thing um, because uh, things can be so hard and I think they're unavoidable in some ways um, worldwide that um, audiences know it uh, Mm. or or know a part of it and can it can be a, a hard pill to, to swallow, so I, I suppose there's the kind of um, ever-present little bit of comic sugar to allow mm. that stuff to be more palatable. But also because comedy gives you a new angle into it and um, uh, and finds the kind of um, the play in the darkness mm. and makes the darkness hit a lot harder once you've um, yeah, explored the joy around it and the silliness around it and it gives us a, a more interesting lens to look at darkness with Yeah, and that's always been my, my impulse um, uh, in kind of training at Rhodes and exposure to brilliant, brilliant um uh, directors and work with Sil, uh, Sylvain as mm. well, who uses a very similar thing but on a very detailed microcosmic layer mm. where each emotional beat has has a, like a, a mask of joy and beauty and a counter mask of sadness and mm. pain. And um, I'm thinking of her with your dad, Andrew Buckland, uh, and Firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that exactly that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they play those beats with such like grace and delicacy. Mm. Yeah. Daniel, we need to go to the news, but before mm. we go to the news, I want to quickly just ask you something. Mm. It's been a very tough time for the performing sector. I mean, COVID really, I think, um, knocked us all for a sixer. Do you feel like we are pulling through? Do you feel like there is a space for that? Or do you really believe that uh, you might have to go and be a carpenter? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a a personal artistic reckoning. Might like to be a carpenter. It is, yeah. There is, yeah, it's been a big clawback and it's not entirely clear how much we've clawed clawed back and how much we have to go and I think it's exposed some cracks Um, Mm. certainly for me um, seeing the National Arts Festival uh, uh, has been a kind of a reminder of the big um, like uh, foundations and the things in the year that I can go okay that's that's something I can attach myself to and aim for um, but that reckoning over uh, over COVID and seeing artists uh, who have, yeah, who who were kind of destitute, um, mm. still needs to be reckoned with a lot more, I suppose. And has not been reckoned with, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Daniel, I look forward to coming through at Thanks. eleven o'clock. And um, I wish you all the very best. Today at 11 and then tomorrow again or just last show? This is our last show. Let me know what you think. I will. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to it. Great. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.